Welcome to today's episode of Let Me Be Brief. I'm your co-host, Andy Rieger of Jay Rieger & Co., joined by Matt Basinger, my co-host of SwellSpark. Today's episode is brought to you by Emprise Bank, member FDIC, creating your next business success story. We're in the Let It Fly Media Studios. As always, they do a fantastic job for us. And today's guests are the co-owners of Arise Homes, Austin Chamberlain and Matt Mabe. Austin and Matt, welcome to the show. Thank you very much. Glad to be here. Thanks. Gentlemen, so everyone uh, knows what a home is, right? You guys build them, but you have a little bit of a different uh, mindset or I guess even process of how you go about home building. So first, let's just start like, what do you do? How long have you been doing it? What separates you from other home builders in the Kansas City area? Just tell, tell your story a little bit. Sure, absolutely. Love to. So we strive to build, serve, and impact here in our community. So like you said, we do, we build homes, but we are different. Um, Kansas City is a smaller community of home builders, not a lot of large national builders. And our focus is all slab-on-grade homes. We are 100% brick and 100% stone. Sorry, slab-on-grade. Let's, let's, let's make sure the listeners know what that means as we keep going. No foundations. Got it. So we are building on a slab, much like Oklahoma, Texas, mm-hmm. Florida, Arizona, um, most of the country, actually. And so very different, though, to the Kansas City market. We build all ranch homes, a lot of two-story homes in Kansas City, and then all four-sided architecture with brick and stone. So very mm-hmm. different from that standpoint as well. Yeah. And so how did you, like, when you got into this, were you like, okay, this is the way we need to do it. This is why. Um, did you, was there a point in time where you were building walkout basements and things like that? Like, how did you decide this is our very clear way that we are going to go about home building? Yeah, so great question. So we have always been in construction and development our whole career. So I studied architecture um, in Colorado. Matt was business here in uh, mid-America. And so we had actually had a <laughs> a goal of doing as few as many, you know, as few employees as possible, mm-hmm. uh, you know, the less that we can, uh, you know, manage and and spend our time, you know, dealing with people, the better. Um, and so that was very contradictory to, to single family homes. And so um, we then were really challenged with that and said, you know what, it's not all about us. It's not all about our bank accounts and growing a company and watching other you know, trade partners grow their companies is really uh, is really where the key is. And so we said, okay, we're going to go into single family homes and um, and grow great companies and grow our companies as well. And so single family homes, construction of them, you have someone hires you to build their home, you build spec homes, sort of talk about your model and how that really works both from the decision making process all the way to the finances of it. Yeah, absolutely. So We'll have a buyer that will come in. So we are developers. So let me jump back. We're land developers and we're home builders, and we'd run our own real estate company as well. So start to finish, turnkey, um, everything is in-house. So you're always dealing, you know, with our people, with our team. So walking that process through. And so we'll go, we'll buy the raw land. We'll take it through the entitlement process at the city, from agriculture mm-hmm. land to being zoned for residential construction, get the streets, the sewers, oversee that process. Then we will build available homes, and then also people will come in and buy homes. So we have a new subdivision in Shawnee, Kansas called Legacy crossing. Mm-hmm. We have 126 homes that are going in there. So we what, just started. What part of Shawnee is that in? So okay. it's in Western Shawnee. Okay. So we are at 75th and Clare Road mm-hmm. is where that's located. And then we're building a sales center, our retail sales center, right at 83rd and Gleason in Lenexa. So it's just a little bit south of there. So yeah, we have 126 houses going in there. We're just in our first phase and we only have 31 lots and we've got 22 houses already underway. Wow. So, so 126 great. houses, is that like is that a month's worth? Is that five years worth? Like, you know, there's some home builders, right? And they're like, we're going to do a, a spec house a year and and that's good. Um, how do you differentiate? 
there? Yeah, so with our building style, we've mm-hmm. put uh, a different program to where it's much more efficient. Um, and so really our model is built around building a consistent number of homes per week. And so we set uh, our goal and set our financing and um, and then our sales team to say, okay, we're going to build and sell one home a week, two home a week, three home a week. And so that's kind of how we proceed down that. And so that's yeah. what we're starting with now. And you said when you first started, you wanted like not very many employees. And you right. wanted to, what is it like? How many folks work with your company? Um, how many people are you employing as far as like actual employees? How many folks are contractors who work alongside you in some form or fashion? Walk us through like the the employee management piece. Sure. So we have 16 in-house employees mm-hmm. that are on payroll. Um, the trade partners are countless and endless. Yeah. <laughs> so we are divided up kind of our two buckets are the construction side, which I more oversee, and then the in-house accounting and office and purchasing, which Austin oversees. Mm-hmm. And so we, we break that down. So there's managing that, but then there's a lot of moving parts. Um, right now, anywhere from permitting to finishing units, we have 49 um, dwelling units that are under construction. And so as we build that out, um, you know, we really believe that a home is where a family thrives. And so it's exciting to be where we're at because we did kind of navigate away from interacting with people. You know, Hmm. building a house for families, um, there's a lot of interaction. And so we had kind of pursued this development model, which was going okay. Um, But there was really kind of a God moment that came about in our lives. Um, Austin and I met through a church youth group years and years ago, 25 years ago. And so foundationally, we were both very much the same. And uh, we met a gentleman out of Texas, yeah. and he was uh, the 52nd largest home builder in the nation. And we met him through a Christian businessmen's group, actually. Okay. And so that's kind of where our model came from. And um, that's the very Texas style of home. And so kind of walking through that, um, Lord really transformed Austin and I's hearts and said, you know what? My most precious creation is my people, and I want you to love on families, and I want you to build homes for people where they can thrive. And so, man, it just hit both of us like a, yeah. like, like a brick wall and said, you know what? That is what we're supposed to be doing. We're not supposed to be chasing the almighty dollar, which like we're in business to make money, and we want to do well and provide for our families. But it really changed our focus to focusing on our customers, on our trade partners, helping them to grow their families and their businesses. And, man, it's been a difference maker. Yeah. So does, does building in this way allow you to produce homes for less expensive uh, costs than other folks or like obviously there there are multiple value adds but like um, probably you're referencing like mission driven sure yeah like uh, you know it, it is there's there's two parts to sure. it and so there is the systemization of what we do sure. as far as from a purchasing standpoint from a quantity standpoint and then we are also a margin-based builder. So Kansas City's funny because when the market's hot, guys will sell for as much money as they can possibly make. Which like I right now. Right yeah. now, <laughs> which I don't blame them. Yeah. And then when the market's low, they just try and sell their homes and get product out the door for grocery money. Sure. Um, we set a set margin. We don't negotiate our prices on our houses. We're kind of like CarMax that way. Sure. Um, and we just set a set margin every time. So whether the market's good, whether it's bad, we're going to bring that best value every time we can. So it starts with purchasing with Austin and his team all the way through how we really systematize what we're doing yeah. in the field. So – Talking on the business side, you know, really referencing a year ago in March when COVID hit initially, and we all go back to 2008, 2009, the home market and what that really became and how it unraveled. And as soon as COVID hit, everyone assumed it would be a repeat of 2008, 2009 and the way that the economy would react. What was sort of your initial business side reaction for, you know, call it damage control that didn't end up being damage. Instead, it became an opportunity. What were some of those first thoughts that you guys had that you felt was the best way to clean up to survive when COVID first hit? And then we'll obviously talk about the positives that actually came from it. Yeah, well, it was definitely a 
puckering of the cheeks. Uh, <laughs> and so we were we were really concerned. So we, we had our team meeting and said, don't know exactly what's going on right now, but um, let's just all uh, try and, um, you know, navigate this together. And so when Essential Business came out, we were like, oh, okay, great. We're an essential business. Didn't know mm-hmm. we were before. Um, so in construction, uh, so that was really, you know, a relief and, and a blessing to be able to say, okay, we can continue to uh, employ people, continue to work, mm-hmm. continue to build our homes um, and our different projects. So that was really the, the the most important thing when that first hit. But what was were there any like decisions that had been made? Because you know being able to continue working was great, but if you landed in another 2008, 2009, 2010 financial crisis, it doesn't really matter that you're continuing to work. So what was sort of the you know, the true like develop of like, what if this start, like, what was the first indicator you were looking for, waiting for that never showed up that, and what was your reaction as a company going to be? So I would definitely say that it was a step of faith. Um, We were moving in a direction our business had totally transformed from doing more commercial. Um, We're a class A contractor, so we can do commercial construction as well. So commercial tenant finish, and we had a lot of multifamily, which we still do have a pretty good multifamily portfolio that we own and manage. Um, But it was really a step of faith to say, you know what, we feel like that we're called to build, bring this new style of housing to Kansas City. Mm-hmm. And so we're going to move forward with that, and we're going to move forward in confidence and through having, you know, good friends, good mentors like the guy out of Texas, um, you know, really help give us the confidence to move us forward to say, you know what, we're going to keep walking this out. And we're blessed in that process. And first, we have, we're going to do 10 of these homes, slab on grade. I never thought it would work. I'm mm-hmm. Kansas City born and bred. We're building, you know, without a foundation. Like, that's crazy. Without a basement. Yeah, without a basement. Um, You don't do that in Kansas City. And we built 10 of them. We sold them in 32 days. We said, okay, wow, this is working. (laughs) And uh, so then we went and built some more and sold them. Everything that we've built, we've sold before we finished. And um, I don't believe it's just simply because the market is is still going well and going strong. But we just continue to walk it forward and walk it out in faith, really. Yeah. Yeah. So what do you... One, and walk me a little bit through that timeline. You talk about a gentleman in Texas who helped you guys out and kind of you talked about starting and he started with 10 houses and then he did a little bit more, a little bit more. Um, Like where are you at as far as where you want to be? And I know that's maybe a goofy question, but is there a point in time where you're hoping to do, you know, 10,000 homes a year or five? Like what what is the goal of Arise Homes? Yeah, I mean, that's a, that's a good question, and it's something that we, uh, you know, like to talk about on the way back from uh, our ski trips or something like, oh, yeah. it would be great, or, you know, we look like this or look like that, but we said, you know, we want to check our, you know, our egos and mm-hmm. check our, you know, uh, you know, financial is not, you know, the, the measure of success for us. Sure. And so I think, yes, we want to build a lot of homes for people because we want a lot of people to have great fabulous homes that are low maintenance. And, you know, even we've even said, you know, lately, you know, they've got instant equity as soon as they move in, like mm-hmm. the, the, we're selling the houses for less than, you know, what the, what the value is. Wow. So we have investors approaching us about wanting to purchase our homes because they yeah. see the value. So huh. when you're a home buyer and you're then buying that house. Yeah. So that, yeah. so that, that's where it is. Okay. You know, focusing on, you know, what's the number going to be this year? What's the number going to be next year to, you know what, we're going to hire uh, as many great people as we, as we can, which we're having a shameless plug here, having trouble getting, uh, you know, getting uh, people hired because the market is so, um, you know, interested in people yeah. getting hired. So what kind of jobs are you wanting to hire right now? Yeah. So we have two builder positions available, which are kind of what we, we call builders, our superintendents for out on the job site, and then a couple office people as well for billing and accounting and kind of office admin. admin. So thanks for that. Cool. Yeah. <laughs> So yeah, that's really where it starts and ends with us. Is let's set a set a goal as to what we can do tomorrow, what we yeah. can do next week. You know, what 
program and softwares can we get and get get engaged with our people to continue to you know build a great house at a at a great price so, as, as quickly as possible. So twenty twenty two will be a great year if you all sell how many homes? Oh, a uh, hundred. Hundred homes. Yeah. Wow. So hundred would be a great year. A home every three and a third days or something like that. Yeah, we get pretty close Holy to that. Smokes. So so thinking about my earlier question about 2008, 2009 and how completely different COVID has been to the home market, sort of what does it look like to you guys? Where do you see, I mean, we're all very aware of lumber prices and how extraordinary they are and general demand. I don't um, know if everyone is aware of lumber prices. Uh, like talk to you us. You buying lumber? So uh, yeah, we do for barrel racks. Absolutely. <laughs> yeah, there you go. Um, but, but I mean, I mean, you know, seriously about all of these you know, economic dynamics that we're facing and looking at. And, you know, there's an article a couple of weeks ago in the Wall Street Journal about home buyers remorse of people that were just jumping into houses so fast because they were so vicious. But you guys have a different model to where it's like, this is the price. Like, we're not going to take the $25,000 over offer. It's like, do you want to buy it or not? First check that comes in the door gets the house. I mean, what's what's sort of where's the direction of the home market really go with what's been going on? That's a great question. And so I don't quite have the crystal ball on it, but we do continue to walk it out. And it is working very, very diligently, very, very hard with our team every day on pricing. And we can't always control the commodity prices, right? Mm -hmm. It's like you can't do that with the lumber companies. Lumber is um, skyrocketing. Um, we've been able to work out and negotiate some lock rates, um, which has really helped us be able to control with our purchasing. And so doing things like that, the things we can do is with our trade partners and helping them become more efficient at their business and systematizing their business, investing in them and what they're doing. Because a lot of small business owners, be it plumbers, framers, tile layers, um, they're building custom houses and they have to bid every job. And then they're up at midnight invoicing and they're doing all these things. And so we're trying to help those guys mm -hmm. to streamline what they're doing, to drive prices down, but ultimately make them more profitable in the end. I, I would say with, you know, with as, as some prices go up, we're working you know, tirelessly all day to find other items that we can work down. So if we can bring volume, if we can bring 100 homes to market, you know, can we buy, you know, the the vanity fixtures at a little less? Yeah. So we're always trying to, to offset that. So that's a full-time, that's a full-time gig right there. Yep. Why is lumber so high right now? Uh, because it is based on a, a crazy, you know, open market, just like a Bitcoin, just like sure. a, yeah. And so unfortunately, there's not, it's not as, you know, not everyone can just come in and start making lumber. And so the supply and demand. Mm -hmm. And so these national home builders that are building 25,000 homes were, well, as soon as it all of a sudden hit, they they put in orders for, you know, millions of board feet. Wow. And then Home Depot put in millions of, you know, uh, orders for millions of feet. And so every, all the big, big players were really. And so then that, sure. so it's, it's really a, you know, just like a Bitcoin or just like yeah. a, a stock. So the demand has been really high. Have there been any supply? Blah, blah. Sorry. Have there been any <laughs> supply constraints because of COVID on lumber that has made this demand bump even more exacerbated? Yep, but we have great partners that get that all figured out for us. <laughs> you awesome. know, the, the supply, you know, all the supply lumber companies. Do we get, where, where does most of our lumber come from in America? Canada. It is. Yeah. We don't uh, get really anything from overseas. I don't think so. Yeah, that's, that's a good question. But yeah, yeah, most of it's coming up from all the all the forests up, up in north. Yeah, um, yeah. yeah up north. And so you guys are coming. Uh, hot off the press of a, a ski trip, a snowboard trip, excuse me. There Are you both snowboarders? That's right. Or yes. snowboard, okay, oh, snowboard yeah. trip to Colorado. And it sounds like that's kind of a little bit of a vision casting time for you guys getting getting time together. Like, 
as a single statement, what are you the most excited for as far as Arise Homes in the next, let's say, five years of what you're going to do here in Kansas City? I'll let him answer that, but let me jump in on the snowboard thing. Yeah. So I think it's a little <laughs> ironic that we just drove back to be here for this podcast, got in at you know, 3.30, 4 a.m. this morning because we wanted to ride hard all day yesterday. The first time I met Austin, he was on a church outing with his church, and he had on a Burton snowboard jacket. And I was dating a girl who was a senior in high school. I was a sophomore in college at the time. And he had on a Burton snowboarding jacket. I'm like, hey, man, you snowboard? And he's like, yeah, I snowboard. I'm like, yeah, I snowboard too. I'm like, hey, we should be friends. And uh, <laughs> so that was like literally the first time we ever met probably that easy? about 25 oh, years yeah. ago. And here we are today, and That's we're awesome. still taking snowboard trips together. I so, love that. Yeah. Yep, yep. Matt and I were that way. I just said to him, I go, hey, man, you drink? He goes, no. <laughs> I, I go, oh, cool. We should be friends. You, you start? Sometimes it's just yeah, that yeah, easy. Yeah. So next five years, Austin. Sorry, I guess I tracked with the snowboarding. What oh, was good. the question? Well, next five years, what's the big goal? Yeah, the big goal is honestly uh, grow our company with as many folks who would love to, to join up with us and trade partners and homes. So I would say um, continuing to, you know, if we did 100 homes this year, that we would then grow you know, uh, at least, you know, 50% the next year, wow. okay. or, you know, 25% the year after and, and to do that. So that's, that's really what would be a, a great, you know, great look at success, but man, we're blessed every day and we've got up years and down years, you know, that we've, that we've gone through. And so every year we're like, well, it was another great year, you yeah. know, right. I mean, it just, you know, we're, we're happy for the markers that our, our family well, set it's for fun us. to look at those annual numbers, but it's really those daily wins, right? I mean, mm -hmm. it is with our people and with our trade partners and walking that out and, you know, how are we being good stewards of what we've been blessed with? Yeah. And so that's really what we pursue yeah. um, at the end of the day. And so, you know, the numbers hopefully will reflect it, but if they don't, if we're changing people's lives, we're providing good housing for families um, where they can thrive and, and just enjoy life together, um, that's something special to be yeah. proud of. I love it. Uh, we got to wrap up. Otherwise, it's not. Let me be brief. Uh, we don't have as many duos on this show. So the question is for both of you collectively, you have to agree. What's the coolest snowboard trip that you've that you've been on together? Well, we have, have to, to do the together. one together. Yeah, we have to do the one. Okay, shoot. Yeah. The one. <laughs> I was going to say, because we had separate ones, but then we had ones yeah, together. Yeah, so we went, we went up to uh, Yellowstone and up to Jackson Hole. And we went up about this time, you know, a handful of years ago to, to Jackson Hole. We're like, oh, we're going to crush this. You know, it's going to snow. It's going to – they didn't have a drop of snow. Dang. It was like, you know, skiing down a, you know, a popsicle. So we said, you know what, let's go uh, Let's go into Yellowstone and go find some hot springs. Let's go hike up, up you know, some of the pass. Yeah, and we snowboarded down the pass. And so that was a really, really fun trip. But like you said, like we had this goal of like a great, you know, epic snowboarding with – Two feet of powder, and there wasn't, you know, there wasn't yep. any snow there. So we're so. sitting in hot springs and hiking the pass. Yeah, exactly. Sounds awesome. okay. Well, Austin, Matt, thank you both so much for making time with us today on behalf of Emprise Bank and Let Me Be Brief and uh, and Let It Fly Media, all the, all the folks, right? Uh, thanks Everybody. for making time. We wish you the yes. best of luck uh, continuing 2021 and, and outwards. Thanks yeah, so much. Thank guys. you, guys. Appreciate, Appreciate it. it. All right.